0: welcome everybody to flicker effect episode 292 it is sunday april 28th as we're recording this i'm david lott joining me this episode is bobby jackson
1: hey everybody happy avengers weekend yasha wilson hey hey everybody
0: how's it going and michelle hillard
2: hello hello everyone
0: As Bobby said, it is Avengers Endgame weekend, which means that's basically all we have on the agenda today. We will be talking (laughs) about Avengers Endgame, Uh, and I'm sure everyone knows the drill. There's really not much to say without talking about spoilers, so we'll start things off by sharing our thoughts, spoiler-free, as we always do when we do this sort of thing. But uh, I imagine pretty quickly we will give a big... Clearing, spoiler warning and from most of the show we'll be talking about spoilers to the movie so uh if you haven't seen the movie i mean sit tight while we share our spoiler free thoughts but then yeah i would check out and come back after you've seen the movie for sure
2: give, give you the heads up to pause yeah and i
0: really
1: wonder of our listeners who's like ha- who's having to tune out and come back like who didn't see it of, of our of our listeners? Because apparently the whole world saw like, it. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> seems like everybody saw
0: it. Yeah. No, I, I would imagine most people turning the show on right now have seen the movie, but yeah. still gotta say it. Of just, course. Just to be safe. Of course. Uh and I mean, I don't know, I guess there's really nothing else to discuss. We could just jump right into it. Um we we determined or the bull determined our, our order of this before the show off air. And goddammit, it, I drew my own name first.
2: Yeah, you did.
1: So uh-huh. rare. So <laughs> rare.
0: It's never
1: happens. <laughs> it's so rare.
2: <laughs> it is really rare for you to go for it like that. Like almost never happens.
0: No, and it, you know, and I ha- I have that power of like I was doing it alone. I was like, I could put this back, draw another name, but
1: I didn't. You <laughs> were good. I was good. I'm so glad you were honest about not <laughs> cheating and putting your name last.
0: Trust me, it crossed my mind. <laughs>
1: It's funny.
0: I mean, and it's funny. I've already discussed it. Michelle and I, you know, recorded a spoiler effect uh, last night, and that'll be on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. So we've actually already chatted about it.
2: No, we already know how, two of us, how we feel but, uh, about it. Fairly in depth, too.
0: Yeah. But anyway. But yeah. I mean, and it's but, funny. Like, Even though I've already kind of discussed it, it's still like, oh, man, how am I going to start this? <laughs> and I've already talked about the movie at I once. I
2: mean...
1: Where, where does the hesitation come from? I'm curious. The like, hesitation. With every, well, yeah, with everyone. Uh, with with the, the exception of myself, it seems like everyone dreads being the first to go. I, I, I've never understood where you guys, like, hesitate on that. So,
2: So my theory on this is that even though I think we all collectively respect each other's opinions on anything and we don't we actually like it when people have different opinions at the same time you don't want to be the one person that likes it and everybody else hates it or the person that hates it and everybody else likes it.
0: So you feel like for example if if you loved a movie but then everyone else went first and they were all like, wow, that was really terrible you might kind of come in going well you know I liked it guys but you wouldn't like come out guns blazing going it was the greatest movie you'd ever seen.
2: No, I wouldn't say that we, that's the thing, even though that like that could happen, I don't even think I would change my answer. I might maybe soften my answer that's I what I be, mean, like, yeah, yeah, like like everybody's like, yeah, yeah, it would be a lot softer, right in a way, right I guess that's yeah, that's what it is, which is it's kind of stupid, does that make sense? No because I like, mean that's
0: your opinion you you right, love something and, and everyone else hates it and we F-M. all
2: I think you know we all agree that we all are each entitled to our own opinions and right. we all support each other, right, of course. Anyway, if you guys are
0: all crazy. (laughs)
1: Exactly.
3: (laughs) So and that being it. said, David, by all means, jump in. Let's hear your opinion. Yes, you wanna, you let's hear, get want to this, let's you get this thing
1: started.
0: So you want to hear me rip endgame to shreds, right? That's what you're th- expecting? Mm-hmm.
1: No. Um,
0: I'm, all, I'm, all up, I'm all ready and geared up to hear what you have to say. So <laughs> let's do this. So this is going to be one of those rare times where I'm going to talk about a movie I've seen twice already. This mm-hmm. almost never happens. Uh, yeah. We saw it. Michelle and I saw it Thursday night, opening night. Not the very first showing. We had a 10.30 p.m. Yeah. ticket that night. So, yeah. Got home at like 2.30 in the morning from that one.
2: That, that may work on Friday. Interesting.
0: Um, and oh, then dear. saw it again early Saturday morning an 8 a.m. showing. So, we had the two extremes, basically, of show times. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I've seen the movie twice. I'm glad I have. I mean, I think I've said this before. With any movie that we talk about on here in a perfect world, I would see twice every time you know i i am a big proponent of every movie i mean just to be able to in depth discuss it i mean i guess you're right there are some movies that i walked out of going wow that was terrible and i have no need to see it again you're right (laughs) absolutely but there's a lot of movies not every movie but a lot of movies that yeah to, to really dig a little deeper in my mind on my thoughts like sure i'd love to get a second viewing in before we talk about it you know if we were not recording a podcast every week maybe i'd be like okay one showing's good and mm-hmm. i mean podcast or no podcast i wanted to see this twice so uh yeah saw it two times and yeah i i thought the movie was great i loved it um it's it's funny i i've been trying to like decide do i want to use the word love but i did love the movie i really enjoyed my experience even though yeah do i think the movie is perfect no no and I definitely have some things that I want to bring up that I were like minor issues, I guess, things I bumped on as I watched it. And maybe some of that plays into expectations. And I mean, especially with a situation like this where we go in, all of us are basically going into it, having almost no idea what's going to even happen in terms of plot, because the marketing has been so good that they've really held back from telling us almost anything and and that's awesome but at the same time then that brings in you know my mind even more like oh so I think maybe they might handle it this way or that way so when it kind of goes a different direction it's like that's cool but then did I really was I looking forward to the, the way I had in my head you know kind of thing I don't know but uh yeah there's some things in those first couple hours that you know maybe I bumped on but this movie ends just ridiculously incredibly well <laughs> 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 and it's so much so that, yeah, like even my, my second showing, and I mean, Michelle can attest to this. I, I was pretty emotional about it. It was actually kind of, I was surprising myself how it was surprising <laughs> emotional I was about this it film. And I mean, that's all I'll say. Obviously we're not talking about spoilers yet, but, uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie with that said too, I, I, it's hard for me to kind of, I've been asking myself like. Do I think this is better than Infinity War? And that's a hard question for me to answer right now because I liked Infinity War a lot. And I think right now I am leaning toward, I would say, Infinity War is a better movie. But that's, that's again, that's a tough question to answer. I feel like I need more time with Endgame and maybe even another viewing before I could really kind of stake my decision on which movie is better, Endgame or Infinity War. But uh, that that's where I am with Endgame. Uh Yasha, you're next. What what did you think of Endgame and
3: you saw it yesterday for the first time? Uh yesterday I saw it two times yesterday. So I spent oh, pretty so much my day twice. at the movie theater. Nice. Man, yes, back, to back. back to back.
2: Back to back in one much. day. <clears throat> Jeez. Pretty
3: much I I went to um I went to a nine o'clock showing and then I went to a two thirty showing. So I literally walked out at the area I was at, went and had lunch and then the buddy that i was having lunch with we just basically walked right back into the movie theater and saw it a second time nice were you able
1: to get tickets that easily or did you already get tickets so that you had both showings
3: oh i had both showings like i bought the um i bought the nine o'clock showing earlier this week i think it was like tuesday or wednesday and i got great seats like i wasn't even really that concerned i sitting in the back of the theater i was sitting on an aisle basically somewhere I would have probably chosen if it wasn't a huge blockbuster film regardless, so I was completely happy with where I was sitting Um, it was a really really big theater, great sound great screen, great projection Um, all I can say is throughout the entire movie I think my jaw was perpetually dropped in just almost awe as to everything that was going on and everything that was going and taking place I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed this movie and could not have been happier with the resolution how it wrapped up i thought it was fantastic it was i mean just to kind of echo what Davis says like where do we go now uh, you know with this because we don't we don't have an uh anything any real direction or any news or what the plan is but as far as this movie goes i did love this film i i could probably watch it again today and I had some scenes that I absolutely just thought were fantastic. And I thought it was epic on all fronts. Um, lots of shocks. Shock value to it. Surprising. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did get emotional watching the, the movie the first time. I got emotional a couple of times faster than I expected. And had to choke back the tears just a little bit. Like, I was just kind of like, I can't believe that I'm this emotional about a movie um but it just i'm glad that nothing was ruined for me you know we talked about spoilers off air and i would have been really upset if something was because i really liked going in not knowing what to expect not knowing what to look for um and i absolutely loved it i couldn't give it a high i mean a friend of mine was giving me his review and he's like honestly it's probably the best marvel movie that i've watched And he's like, and I don't feel like I'm overselling it when I say that. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I arguably the best movie. One of my favorite movies, if not the favorite movie that I've ever watched now. And he just couldn't, he just couldn't say enough good things about it. And I just was like, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, a bit much. And it's like, he's like, but honestly, I don't think that I'm overselling it. And I don't really think it's fair to say that he is overselling it. Like, I really, really love this movie. Like, I thought it was a fantastically done film. So many epic scenes, so many fun scenes. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the spoil- them in spoilers, but I don't want to get into that yet. But just as far as the entertainment value of it goes, it starts almost at a full sprint of what the hell and just keeps going until the very end. And I loved every second of it.
0: Nice. nice. All right, Bobby, that brings us to you. What did you think of Avengers Endgame?
3: How many times I'll, have you seen it?
1: Yeah, That's so what I was Let's about see. to start off with because everyone else has mentioned how many times they've seen it and, and whatnot and I was able to go 6 o'clock on the Thursday night to see it and I had already had a ticket for 8am Saturday morning to see it First time I saw it was in a regular kind of theater so I already knew that I needed to see it in Adobe which was what my second uh, second time seeing it was in So I was expecting those two times, but I started listening to other podcasts and other looking at other reviews about it, and that got me hyped again to where I was like, I got to see it again today. And so I ended up going again on Saturday late night to go see it because pretty much that was only openings there were, so I got to see it a third time in the IMAX the large screen IMAX and uh crazily enough i was able to get literally a dead center seat in the IMAX which wow. was like i don't know how what, what did someone like not Somebody show like up their and they their had ticket it. back or yeah, something yeah because exactly. yeah. i had dead center and uh, yeah so i got to see it in pretty good formats uh, for the movie and just flat out i mean i loved it, it there's no sugarcoating it or getting around it and in any kind of way it's 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 to me the movie in and of itself has these this three-act structure that any movie has but the way they handle the, the structure i just thought was done so well and i have to give my first amount of props to uh, the writers marcus and McFeely because of what they were able to accomplish in being writers on this movie, as well as Infinity War, as well as, I think, Winter Soldier. I mean, just so many movies that's come before. So they were able to pull from all the things that they've done to tell a story, and to me, stick the landing of having all 21 movies lead up to this 22nd movie. And it's just a testament for what they've been able to do uh, from the beginning and, and tell this this very layered story that rewards the people who've stuck around from the first movie to the end. And I just thought the things that they were able to do and elicit in the movie, like Yasha said, having someone say that this is their favorite out of all the MCU movies. I've ser- I've seen some people who haven't been on board from the first movie all the way till now enjoying this movie so much just because of everything that it brings to the table. And I have to second it just because they do a lot. And this movie also rewards you if you see it more than once because you pull other things from it that you don't necessarily catch the first time when you're viewing it. So it's almost required viewing a second time just to just to really get everything out of it, squeeze that that juice a little bit more. And I just think that they did the impossible almost because there's so many different ways this movie could have failed or not lived up to the high expectations everybody had going into it. And for the critical, I guess, reviews of it and then just the public opinion of it, for it to be so high – it's just an incredible feat to have pulled off. And it just makes you feel like, when am I gonna have this kind of experience again? When is there gonna be something this big that's so shared, not just here, but across the world that everyone is having on the global scale? And knowing that most people, at least 90% of the people feel like they really were able to accomplish what they set out to do. Not everyone's going to do that. And what comes to mind is Game of Thrones. Like when that finishes, will everyone be on board and be happy with the way it ended as they feel, as they feel the way that this Marvel series has kind of come to this 22 movie conclusion in a sense. I don't know, but that's what makes this all the more special. And I'm just happy to have been able to experience this just as a kid who loved comics growing up and, always wanted to see these stories being told on the big screen it's just it's really kind of a dream come true all right
0: Mm -hmm. Michelle that leaves you
2: that leaves me Um, so I'm going to echo a little bit of what you were saying about I'm really impressed with people not spoiling this film and how much you know the studio has worked to to encourage people not to spoil this I think it's, it's one of those things, I mean, I wasn't around during those days, but it's, you know, Alfred Hitchcock really had a huge promo and marketing go out for Psycho. And it was a big thing, like, don't spoil the, the ending. Do not spoil this film. And people didn't. And it, it makes me feel like, you know, we're hearkening back to, like, you know, if you're going to talk about it, make sure you're talking about it with somebody who has also seen it. Don't just open conversations on the subway or, you know everybody hanging at the water cooler, like let people see it and, and enjoy it with fresh eyes. Like you did. And I think that's really awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, that's what's happening for the most part. I think that's really what's happening. People are really honoring that. It's awesome. Cause yeah, Thursday night, I was so happy to go into this knowing absolutely nothing about this film. Like I really was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I have some ideas, but not a clue. And, uh, I'm glad and I've seen the film twice as David said and I'm also really glad I got to see it twice because I feel like I got to digest it a little bit more that second viewing um but I will say when it comes to this film um I I loved it I really did (laughs) I loved it a lot as far as my Marvel films go it's easily in the top five of my favorite Marvel films and if I really thought about it, it might be in the top three, but I could easily say it's in the top five for sure. I'm extremely happy with this film. There's there's definitely issues that I have kind of along the way, especially in the first like two hours, kind of things that I'm like, yeah, but they're really nitpicky, honestly. Like when I think about this film, I'm really happy with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed it. it. I had all the feels up and down throughout the whole story. It just oh it's so good (laughs) and they really I think they do a really good job to to tell the finalities of some stories and box everything up into a nice um a nice explanation of basically what we've witnessed over the last 10 years and I just couldn't be happier like yeah again that ending oh so good (laughs) so so very good and um yeah I don't know like uh yeah i i'm really 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 happy with this film as a whole very happy nitpicky things but happy and yeah the humor i think was a big hit for me for you know i feel like sometimes i'll go to marvel films and i'm not really feeling some of the humor sometimes but this one i thought the humor was spot on um and then yeah when it was sad it was sad when it was kick-ass awesome it was just effing kick ass awesome. Like, it was just really good. So, yeah. We are all in consensus. This movie's awesome. <laughs> we liked it.
0: Basically, that's how it sounds. Yeah.
2: Nope. We liked it. We liked it a lot.
0: And I mean, yeah, as I said before, there's really not much else to say without talking about spoilers. I so, mean, unless you really? guys have anything else you want to chime in on, real quick. Um, we we can jump right into it. It's red yeah.
2: alert time, kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's um, hit it. If you are actually listening to this and you haven't seen the movie yet, even if you're, I don't know, I, I was asked. You know, my mom asked me this weekend. She was asking like, "Hey, oh, know, yeah, like, because we talked about how we've seen it, had seen it twice, and she was just like, wow like, like if I, this seems like a big deal.' You know, I mean, she's very separated from all of this and. She was asking, like, do I really need to have seen all like the Marvel movies? Because she's seen, I think, a few of them. I don't know. If she's she may have seen most of them. I honestly can't remember. I don't know. But she definitely hasn't seen all of them. And she was asking, do I need to see all of them? And my my response was, I will say this, like, n- no, I, I think you could definitely go into this movie and enjoy it. But and again, I'm I'm going to say this without I'm not spoiling anything. But yeah, the movie definitely plays to I think as you touched on, Bobby, like paying off to everyone who has has seen these 21 films leading up to it. Like, mm-hmm. and I think to fully appreciate and experience this movie, yes, I think those people will be the people who have seen all of them and the big fans. But that's not to say like you you have to be a diehard Marvel fan to enjoy it, but.
2: Just to get a deeper appreciation of it, I think if you've seen the rest of them, you you will. This will have so much of a deeper meaning for you. The things that happen in this film will just mean so much more. Whereas, right, if you if you've watched some here and there and you haven't really been like a major whatever and you're not like, I don't know, you see a few here and there, whatever. I'd say go and, and enjoy it. It's a good story. Um, I I think I definitely can can say like, no, you don't have to see all of them. I would say if if there was one that you had to see before seeing this i would say well just make sure you watch infinity war
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um,
2: otherwise you don't really need to see the other ones yeah, yeah i don't
0: know i'll like and i'll be curious now going into the work week and maybe talking to other co-workers and other people who have seen it who aren't diehard fans i'll definitely be curious and i'll talk to some people and hear their opinions like people that went into it just to see it but maybe not huge fans like do they have the same kind of reactions right i have probably only
2: seen like seven of the films or yeah something i'll, be randomly kinda, I'll throughout be, i years. haven't really
0: seen or re- looked out for reviews like that online and i'm kind of curious either. to hear the reactions of people who aren't like in love with the mcu basically right <laughs> but with that yeah we're gonna talk about spoilers for spoilers. the movie from here on out so again if you haven't seen adventures in game go see it first and then come back and listen to the rest of this red alert red alert is here all right, uh, I, I, that's the you're, all. You're up first. <laughs> that's the all clear. I mean, we don't have to go in any order. And I mean,
2: oh no, yeah, that's true. We just like to talk about it. Let's we'll just, just,
0: just talk about the movie. I will say real quick. So, uh, I I'm definitely happy. And I, I wanted to ask you, Yasha, what your first like movie going experience was that that first showing you had on Saturday? Because I am mm. super happy that we got to see it also opening night because. For Michelle and I, and we saw the two showings together. the The difference in audience from that ten thirty p.m. showing on Thursday night compared to the eight a.m. showing Saturday couldn't have almost been any more different. <laughs> like, it was night and day, and I not to say that like one audience loved it and what audience didn't. It's just the the Saturday audience just was not as into it. They were not
2: as vocally receptive or reactive to it as the Thursday night one. Was. Right.
0: And I was curious for you, Yasha, since you didn't get to see it until Saturday for the first time, like how was your audience when you saw it? Were, were they kind of pumped or were they just kind of like, yay, or were they just like
3: quiet? Well, let's see the nine o'clock, mo- the nine o'clock in the morning showing, they were into it. Like there was definitely some applause. There was definitely some moments when uh, I can, we're in spoilers now. So I guess I can go ahead yeah, and just say, say the spoilers. Yeah. Or, um, the moment that, uh, Captain America picks up the hammer everybody kind of reacts right? Right. like that was that was a big one mm-hmm. um it wasn't and nearly as big as as the um the 230 showing like the 230 in the afternoon showing I felt like they were a little bit more awake and a little bit more into it so the I even think I heard somebody say you know like oh yeah like right. you know in the in the crowd like really getting a little bit amped in it almost a little rowdy and there was applause after the uh 2:30 showing, people definitely kind of applauded. It wasn't like a loud applause, basically, because you know, you're applauding for nobody, like nobody's there, right? Um, you know, that worked on the film essentially. I mean, if you did work on the film and you, you know, and you happen to be in the theater and you hear that applause, you know, I'm sure you'd feel fantastic about that, but. Um, there was scattered applause at the nine o'clock in the morning. But I found the nine o'clock in the morning was more of the crowd that's like, OK, I need to see this movie. Damn it. There's nothing else left. I guess I'll go at nine o'clock in the morning right. type of thing. I, um, I, I f- think it's a morning
2: thing.
0: Yeah. And I figured the 8 a.m. aspect played into our 8 a.m. showing on Saturday. Yeah. But still, it's mm. just funny because like that that moment that you mentioned is a perfect example, like that moment with Cap. And, and that Thursday night showing, like, oh. first of all, the whole theater lost its ever-loving erupted. mind. But e- then, erupted. And, completely lost its mind. And then on top of it, we had this one dude, a teenager, I believe, right behind us, who just completely lost his shit. <laughs> like, stood <laughs> up, like, fist-pumping, screaming oh, as wow. loud oh, as yeah. it could be, like, when that moment happened. So, I mean, we had, of course, had that experience Thursday night. And then Saturday morning, it was like, there was definitely kind of a reaction to it, but it was... Extremely muted. (laughs) I mean, I feel
2: like I can almost say there was an exact number, like a five person that were like, Yeah, yeah, awesome. Like,
0: but but that was it. it And like, very quiet. I mean, in
2: comparison, I mean, Thursday night, I mean, our theater erupted. We lost our ever loving, and in moments
0: throughout the movie, like that, you know, we all Michelle and I had talked about before, like when they first start time traveling and that first. You oh. know, title shot of New York twenty twelve. Like even that, like that Thursday night crowd,
2: like we lost our uh, minds.
0: Got all excited and crazy. But lost then Saturday minds. morning, just complete no
3: reaction crickets. whatsoever.
2: <laughs> you could have heard a pin oh, drop. No. It was crickets when that moment That's happened. Weird. It was That's super weird. I mean there were weird. definitely
3: there it, were definitely reactions. Um but the two thirty showing was definitely louder than it was the the nine o'clock in the morning. And Honestly, that's one of the, like I'm glad you guys mentioned that because it's like that's one of the reasons why I did like to go to the midnight showings before in the past before they started to do like the official Thursday night viewing, right. and All that stuff because those were so much fun to attend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because the crowd was so into it. I mean, just remarkably into it. Like oh, I went yeah. to go see episode one years ago at midnight. They brought beach balls. Okay, they were blowing yeah. up beach balls in the theater and it was like bouncing around and it was. It was an event. It wasn't just necessarily like, oh, I'm going to the movies. It was a damn event and people got into it.
2: I used to see a lot of movies at midnight on Thursdays. Um mm-hmm. and it was a thing. And it was and the thing is though, is if you're seeing a movie at midnight, you are a fan. Like it almost oh, yeah. doesn't matter what movie you're seeing. Like you're you're very into whatever you're about to go watch. Right. So the crowd was always good whenever I'd see those movies. It would be Star Star Wars, or it would be Marvel films, or... I remember I saw a couple of Men in Blacks at that time. Like, you know, this is back, but yeah, like, people... You were seeing that movie at midnight. You were super into whatever you're about to watch. Right. And they're fun. It was... Thursday night was a ridiculous amount of fun. Like, it was... There was so much excitement. Like, we were sitting... Literally just waiting for the trailers to start. the the air was thick people were just giddy and antsy for this film to start there was a lot of energy in the room and it was awesome like it was a ton of fun all
0: right well getting into the movie itself spoilers and i mean you know since we only have so much time and i know michelle and i will definitely have things we want to talk about but we've also recorded another show so bobby yasha i really want you guys to have as much time as possible to say it. whatever you want to say so I don't know if either of you want to jump in and start with anything please please feel free F-
2: favorite moments moments you hated things that made you cheer things that make you cry
1: I go want to it, I buddy. want to hear it all what's that Yasha I said go for it uh I mean I can but then I feel like I I, I want to leave give time up for the mic you, again. So-
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: uh-huh. throw, throw out a topic I said you will no,
0: you fear you'll never be able to give up the mic again exactly, And basically you'll wrap exactly. up the show so I'm,
1: like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm more trying to wait for Yasha Because I, I know once I start I'm, It's going to be hard for me to just stop Just, just so. pick
2: a scene and, and get opinions Oh on I it. can't
1: Michelle, I can not I, I I'm telling you once I start Because I'm starting from the top Oh, working,
2: my feet down, so. working
0: his way through the movie.
1: That's <laughs> why uh, i we, uh,
3: I think it might be better for Yasha to go. Bo- Bobby, yeah. we, got,
2: we do have a Game of Thrones we get, tonight. Yeah, we, we, we are on borrowed time. I,
3: I mean, I, I love hearing you dissect the movie, but man, there's a lot—three hours of movie to dissect. There's, there's this, a battle
2: <laughs> at Winterfell this evening.
3: Watch. I, I, too, want to watch the Game of Thrones. Bobby, Bobby's going to be sending that. me audio files of his own recording to, like, here, will you throw all of this <laughs> I know how, the I, and post? I
1: know how to talk it through, but I just, just know once I start, <laughs> I'm not going to to stop. So I'm just saying, Yasha, you might have more of a condensed thing that you might want to go through first.
3: Well, I don't know about condensed, but, I mean, all right. So let's just talk about some of the emotional moments of the film that I really got into. Um, right off the bat. When they bring everybody into, I think it was when um Rocket and Gamora were sitting there, not Gamora, was it Gamora? No, it was um Rocket and uh, what's her name, the bald headed Nebula. Like, Nebula. Nebula, thank you. Uh, Nebula were sitting there and held hands. Like, I don't know why that got me choked up, but oh, I man. looked at that and they were so sad, I was just like. Okay, it's okay. It's gonna be okay. The it's, movie just started. Like it's, it's gonna be we're fine. We're eighteen
2: minutes in here. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we're, we're about seven minutes into the film, and I'm already starting to fit and get the feels. And I just was was beside myself. Um, for whatever reason, I don't want to sound like a heartless bastard, but the death of um, Natasha didn't actually make me all that emotional. Like I, I just didn't get that. That emotional to the point where I was uh, crying, I don't know, but other moments of the movie and other weird moments got me a little bit more excited, almost like, I don't know, I've never really cried for joy before, but when Cap picked up that hammer and really they started to lay into it and watching the big three go at it against Thanos, because they all hadn't gotten a chance to go up against Thanos, it was always just, uh, they were all doing it in one-offs, you know, they were never all together that got me that was uh that was an emotional moment and then thor's goodbye to his mom like that was really i thought that was really an emotional moment as well for me because it's like you know seeing that is just it was it was kind of it was good it was nice and then obviously the big one when robert downey uh iron man finally let go uh just the goodbye that gwyneth paltrow gave him was really kind of solemn and it's really kind of sad and it was sad and I'm not a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but I thought that was very true to form As when it comes to you're losing somebody that you love and they know that they're, they're trying to stick it out and you just tell them and reassure them. It's like, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Like that right there just kind of hit me pretty hard and I thought that was pretty emotional. Not so much the services um, doing that, like with everybody there. You know, it was really kind of fun to see all of it. I mean, they just had so many throwbacks to this film that it was just beyond measure of enjoyment for me. Like, I was just really surprised that they were able to get every actor that they could possibly probably ask and or want to come and reprise their role that they had in the MCU. Whether it was a big moment or a small moment, they were still just there for a fleeting very few minutes and I thought that was just remarkable. And then the, obviously the goodbye when, when, you know, we fade to black with Chris Evans dancing with the love of his life and the music that they were dancing to. thats gorgeous. It was absolutely perfect. It was such a wonderful wrap up for me. Um, and I felt solemn because it was ending. But at the same time, it was a very fulfilled moment, if you would. Because, I mean, you could dissect the movie down to the very line of the whole time travel and everything and all the issues with time travel and everything like that. Or you could just accept it that it's a movie and we have this happy ending and we have this moment where it's kind of like everybody's fulfilled and everybody is happy with how this went and ended and just move on with our lives. There's no real reason to dissect it down to the point where it's like you find the flaws in time travel because you can do that with this movie. You can do that with any time travel movie. But at the same time, why would you want to do that? Like, why not just enjoy the film? Go ahead, Michelle.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I'm glad you bring this up because honestly, you know, you can either just take what they're giving you for this time travel situation and just take it and go, okay, cool. If that's the premise we're running with cool let's do this thing you know and I think wow. if you you know I think I don't know I think with this film you, you gotta you gotta run with it because we've we spent so long getting to this point if, if you're not running with this idea I feel like you're almost hurting yourself a little bit of the enjoyment of this film I mean it's one thing if I think if you specifically go to a movie knowing there's gonna be time travel like that's the focus of this film and you want to break that apart have a good time I totally get that but with this one, I think to like really shred it up and be like, well, this and this and this and really dig into the time travel thing. Honestly, you're you're depleting your own experience at this point. Like just take what they have and and go with it. Like I'm not saying it's it's unflawed. I have some issues with it, but at the same time like I was just kind of like, okay, if this is how they're explaining their time travel, you know, carry on. Let's do this thing. And that's No, I'm glad you bring that up.
3: I mean, I'm all it's like you just like you like you said, like you buy in, accept and move on. If you don't want to do that, then don't enjoy the movies and don't try to pick it apart with somebody just, you know, for the the sake of doing it. I thought they did a great job with the resolution and the recap and not just that, but addressing like closure for even these personal characters. Um, with Thor getting a chance to say goodbye to his mom, Um, with Robert Downey Jr. finding out that his dad is flawed and is nervous being a dad and everything, and having that moment with him. And then, you know, I mean, Chris Evans bumping into the love of his life and realizing what he really wanted to do. It's like you, you have these moments of, like, all these different films of basically a decade's worth of work coming full circle, and everybody kind of, like, All the that's one thing that Marvel does so well is making these characters so flawed and having all these issues, even in the writings, like they're just these personal issues. But at the same time, with this movie, we kind of have the resolution and like, okay, well, they're gonna be okay. Like, they're fine. They have they found peace. So it's like, I mean, in a sense that we found peace as well. So it's just kind of an acceptance thing after that. And I couldn't have been, excuse me, happier than with how the movie ended and the resolution and the action and the fighting and bringing all the characters on screen and some of the hero shots with like Captain America facing off against like this huge army and just not stopping until everybody comes into full circle. It's just like, you're like, this is, this is over the top. This is over the top and not in a bad way. This is so much. This is like, I could watch that battle scene over and over again. And that moment when he picks up that, that hammer and really gets after it. I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah, fuck yeah, let's get into this, let's do this shit. You know, and the humor, like you said, Michelle, was just spot on. It was absolutely wonderful. I thought they did a damn good job with the humor and interacting with it and mixing it up here and there. I thought it was fantastic. That's pretty much all I got, man. I mean, I can keep that's going, happened. but
2: <clears throat> I was gonna say, I'm gonna make you feel a little better. Like you were saying, like you got emotional pretty early on with Rocket and Nebula. Pretty shortly after that moment, and I hadn't been emotional at that moment, but I will say pretty shortly after that moment, the moment when Scott Lang sees his daughter, Cassie, I started losing. Oh, yeah. That one got me, dude. Got me hard. Like, came up, snuck up on me. I'm in the theater. I'm like, dang it. I'm already crying. We're only like 20 some minutes in. Like, I was like, what is happening? Like, I, it really got me. Like, because I think... And again, like it's a credit to these, these are, these are, I think some people, they go to these, these, um, superhero films and they don't treat the actors with the same respect. Like, I think they think less of these actors and their skills. And it's just so not the story. Like to watch Paul Rudd's face in that moment as he's hugging his daughter, who he has now just realized he's just lost five years of her life, of her growing up into this teenager now. And you could tell he's really crushed by this in one sense. And mm-hmm. he's just going, oh, wow. Like, you could see it. Like, there's this moment where he just realizes, like, I just lost five years. Like, she's she's like 14 or 15. Like, she's, she's a teenager now. Like, oh, my God, I've missed that. But at the same time, like, he has another second of thought about it. You could see it in his face. And he switches to, but she's here. And I'm here. And we're here. And that is what is important and and my god that scene got me hard and I was like dang it I have three I have two and a half more hours of this movie like I was (laughs) sitting there I was like I cannot handle this like this is too early but I pulled it together basically to that last hour and then I lost it for a while so but yeah so don't feel bad Yasha there was a lot of feels in this film on and off and there's a lot of emotion if you've been tied to these films and oh it's all good
0: well, real quick, Michelle. I mean, before before we go to Bobby and turn over the, his thoughts, I, anything else you wanted to say, spoiler wise, like about the movie? Just anything else?
2: Oh, I don't. I mean, I was just going to be annoying and interject here and there. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm giving
0: you your chance now, is what I'm saying. If there's anything else you want to oh, say,
2: I'm yeah
0: okay. okay. I mean, I'll say real quick. Uh, I mean, you guys are talking about emotional moments, and I guess I alluded oh. to it earlier, but yeah, I mean. I, I agree with you, Yasha. I honestly didn't really have a, a major emotional reaction to uh, Black Widow dying. I mean, not to say... It was it was a great scene, and I love the way that scene played out, but I I didn't tear up or anything from it. I was just... I don't know. Sorry. I, I, and I love Black Widow. She's great. But <laughs> M- Michelle, you giving me and a look. She's a great like, character.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I like, just kind of was like, oh, that's sad. Right, And then exactly. I was like, I'm ready to move on. But like I said, the whole scene with... Nebula and Rocket holding hands. I thought that was much more emotional for whatever reason. I was like, oh man. Oh, yeah. man, that's that's really sad. But uh but- and yeah, and I even heard before seeing the
0: movie some reviews from people spoiler free that like oh they had cried like 10, 12 times in this movie and like me. And I was watching it going, I mean, I guess I could see where people would cry, but I'm like, I'm not yeah. I'm definitely not having these kind of reactions to this movie. Like not 10 or 12 times tearing up kind of thing and yeah and but yeah there's no doubt for me Tony Stark his death I thought was just acted incredibly well on both sides by him and Gwyneth Paltrow and I agree with you Yasha it's not like I'm a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan but her acting there was incredibly good it was really good his was spot Mm -hmm. on his was
2: Gut with wrenching. his little
0: of to nothing, he's saying almost nothing. I mean, and but it's yeah. it's perfect.
2: It's all face.
0: And yeah. man, he, his
3: reactions.
0: Yeah, it's so good. And and yeah, I definitely had an emotional reaction to it the first showing. But for some reason, man, that second showing, it it hit me hard. It did. <laughs> and it started there. But for me, it's definitely the way that his relationship with his daughter had been developed through the movie, how important it was to him that, you know, nothing in the last five years get changed. Just, we're bringing people back. We're not, he doesn't want to lose what he has because he actually has a great life now.
1: He's you know, grounded.
0: He's grounded. Right. He's got this nice little lake house in the woods and he's got a family and his family, you know, him and his now wife survived and now they've got this daughter and... But yeah, his relationship with his daughter, that that was killing me in his death. His I message you, to his daughter. And and I mean yeah, and that was, and it, it, it oh. hit me in the first showing, that scene between you know, John Favreau and the daughter on the porch. But man, I was dreading it to watch it again when we saw it a second time i was just like we're in that scene with them on the lake and they're doing the whole like panning through every character main character we've seen in these movies and i'm like i know it's coming i'm like oh god it's the next scene oh god i'm not gonna be able to deal with this (laughs) (laughs) and it was rough and and you know like we said before our our 8 a.m showing was quiet so I'm sitting there like I've got to hold it together because I'm going to be this blubbering mess and <laughs> people are going to be turning around going what in the hell is wrong with this guy like but it was rough like it was that was rough. That, that, that scene was definitely the hardest that scene on the porch
3: with the cheeseburgers like
2: yeah, uh, watching happy with her just I
3: mean and, and Favreau did a great job oh yeah like, oh. like he cracked his voice just at the right spot mm-hmm. just to try and tell her stories about her dad it was just like you know, your dad liked cheeseburgers too. I'll get you I'm gonna get you all the cheeseburgers you, you want. want. And it's just like, oh my God, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's making me emotional just talking about that line right there is just like to tell a little kid that it's like, I'm gonna get you all the cheeseburgers you want. You're gonna never ever need for a cheeseburger as long as I'm around. Right. I mean, it's it's Which basically is-
2: like your best friend, you know, like say you lost your best friend and they had kids. That's how you'd be with them, you know? Like you'd be like, What do you need? I am here for you. I loved your father and I love you. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah.
1: And oh. the, the cheeseburger thing is a callback to the first Iron Man. Yeah. When after yeah. he finished doing everything, Happy takes him to go get right. Burger King. I think it was. And yeah. so
2: and the press that's his conference, favorite food too. So in the press conference, he's giving it, he's eating yeah. one as right. he walks in the yeah. press conference exactly. room. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. So it's a thing. Yeah. It's a huge
3: thing for him. So, I mean, the throwback speaking, I mean, I, it'll be fun to like maybe watch the movie sometime and just like try and really count how many throwbacks they give to basically the first three movies. The, the, the big three, I should just say, um, cap, Iron Man and Thor, because they, it was rampant. Like every time I turned around, there was some, a different like little tidbit down to when cap started fighting himself. And he's like, he's like, I could do this all day. Like, yeah, I know. I know you can do it all day. Like It's just, <laughs> That was such a funny moment it was But so at the good. same time it was so, so, so good
2: I love I have to say it's a, it's a great joke But the whole like That's America's ass And then he literally oh. Looks at his own butt And he goes That
3: is America's ass That side. is America's Isn't ass I'm
2: like Yes it it's is America's That's ass. right <laughs> That's right Cap That
3: was That was pretty <laughs> fantastic That was pretty fantastic
2: Sorry It's just like, like The moment that Ant-Man says it, It's great And the moment that Cap says it I, I almost lost it I was dying <laughs>
0: So I mean yeah, and I could go on and on about the movie. There's tons oh, okay, of things we I can bring Bobby up, go. But Bobby, if anything, I'm just going to let you go, and maybe we'll, we'll we'll jump in when we can. But uh, yeah, what, what are your what are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, to come back around to something you mentioned, as far as with the whole Tony Stark's death, and to to me, I thought it was so important and such a, a critical aspect of the film that he has a daughter and that his life was the better uh, for all intents and purposes after everything happened, because in my mind, I guess most people thought with this movie, they're going to use time travel to fix things. And in my mind, I, I just sort of assume that they would fix it and, and basically make things back the way they were. But by throwing him in with having his family, he's like, no, I I can't erase essentially what's happened before. We can only try and bring back people who've been essentially snapped out of existence. So that meant living with the fact that it's still five years later and everything happened. Happen. And so we can only try and bring them back in this current time as opposed to trying to Essentially, back to future it and and rewrite history or do something to correctably change to where that never happened, because he did have that to lose. He he didn't want to try and do that. And even though, and technically speaking, I guess if you go by their rules that they set up for time travel, technically I don't know that you would have been able to change it per se. But, um, yeah, just to, for me the the way this movie opens. It just it it got me from the start just because it opens and there's no there's no page flip. It just goes into a cold open where you see Hawkeye and his daughter, and they're target practicing, and he's out with his family, and you know what's going to happen because obviously you can tell that it's prior to the snap, and so to get that set up was just a such a powerful way to start off this film because then you go from that into showing what you get with tony and nebula in space and the effects that they used on robert downey jr to make him look so emaciated and skinny and and it was like it was just such a crazy look to it and even within that realm i felt like oh they're they're doing two things here they're kind of giving us a little bit of flavor, and I and I wonder if this is where some part of James Gunn came in, is because when they open to them, they're playing some music. But it's not, as far as I know, off of any of the other mixtapes for Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm like, oh, is this a song that's not been played on one of the other, you know, that's just one of Quill's songs that we haven't heard before. So it still has that Guardians kind of feel. And seeing that relationship between Nebula and and Tony Stark, I thought was like, th- th- that would happen because they're sharing this limited amount of time together, but their only conversation pieces are with each other. And so you get to see Nebula actually change and have this arc as she's going through. And once you get to the point where everyone's back and they kind of come up with, Like, all right, we need to go and uh, essentially take care of Thanos. And that's when we get the Avengers title card. And it's like, man, okay, here we go. We're off to the races. And and when they get there and and Thanos is there and he's kind of like Farmer Thanos, it's kind of like, all right, he's accomplished what he he needs to do. And they come in and they they execute their plan to the exactness. And they come through with Captain Marvel and are able to subdue Thanos, but not just subdue him. Thor cuts his head off. And I'm just like, "Whoo, okay. <laughs> this is about 15 minutes into the movie right now and <laughs> Thanos has no head. So let's see where we're going after this. And they just keep on throughout the movie making sure that they're at least a step ahead of you in terms of what they're doing. Because then after that, then it's like, all right, we get to the aspects of where they figure out they can go back in time because they've got Scott and he's talking about the quantum realm. And then that's when you see that Tony has a daughter and you're like, man, okay, because they go say in five years later. And just that impact of seeing that things have changed and they've had to live with this for this amount of time, knowing that there was nothing else that they could do, it really was effective because you just don't know what the plan is. And when they come up with the whole time heist idea, it just became an aspect of a different movie. It switched gears to being a different type of a movie. And having that sort of Back to the Future 2 aspect of playing with the old scenes and movies that we've seen before, I thought was just so clever and so well done in a way that it was just fascinating to sit back and watch that unfold. And part of the humor it, that comes through is when you see uh, Thor and he's fat Thor. And he's just like so dejected from everything that's happened with Thanos from, last movie when he didn't do the headshot and kill him instantly as opposed to you know he just essentially tried to bury it in his chest you see that effect on him and that he has taken it hard to the point that he's just let himself go literally and then being able to have that sort of aspect of him wanting to redeem himself that plays through the, the, the entirety of the movie once he kind of gets on board but for a while he's just kind of like he he's there but he's not there and so seeing his character kind of come around and, and and being more of like i guess this this person that wants to be who he i, I forget how he put it exactly but his mom had told him to be who you are and not who you're supposed to be or something of that nature and i thought like yeah that you see thor kind of going through that and the the um the scene for me actually that was one of my favorites was the scene that uh david you mentioned and yasha you mentioned is not being too emotional for you which is with uh, uh black widow and hawkeye oh,
2: and thank you bobby that,
1: that scene played so well to me just because you know the way they feel for each other and seeing the aspect of who was going to be the one to sacrifice, I, I thought it was so clever because it also was like a callback to a Civil War when they're fighting each other. They're so evenly matched and they were trying to get the better of each other and I was like, who is going to end up being the one? And as soon as Jeremy Renner jumped off, or Hawkeye jumped off the ledge, I was like, oh, I guess it's him. And then Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. And then Black Widow comes in and tackles him as they're going off the edge. I was like, oh! You know, it was just... it. it I was literally on the edge of my seat just because I couldn't tell who was going to essentially have to sacrifice themselves. And when it was Black Widow, in that moment, I was, like, definitely sad and could feel the emotion, but it was after that scene when Essentially, Hawkeye comes back without her, and everybody's like, "Where's Nat?" And then they have that scene out by the water, and it's like, he's Thor is not accepting it, and and Hawkeye's like, "Will you go grab your hammer and you tell that red guy, to, you know, to bring yeah. her back?" And it's like, I I could feel it in that moment. I was just like, "Damn, yeah, she's not coming back." Uh, and because before I'm thinking, well, maybe there's some way that they can fix this, reverse it somehow, but. In that moment, that's when I realized. And then Bruce says, it, "He's like, she's not coming back." And it was just, it, 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 I could feel it. And so that was like one of my points where I was like, "Okay, this, this movie's going to start to get me."
2: You know what? That and- that got me. That scene got me too. And it's funny because I think you and I, I think that got both of us. But it's funny how you had that scene play out for you, and for me, that scene, I knew it was going to be Nat. I knew from the moment they basically got to that. Once I realized it was going to be her and Hawkeye going there, I was like, oh, God, Nat's going to die. Like, I knew it. Like, I knew from the moment I realized it was the two of them going to Vormir. I was like, oh, God, no. I was like, Nat's going. And so as I'm watching the scene, I'm realizing, I'm like, they're going to fight for this. And I'm like, I was more curious just to see how the fight would play out. And so as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is going to be this is going to be rough to watch to watch her fight him to die. Like that's in mm-hmm. like think about that. She's fighting him to kill herself. Like Yeah. Like that yeah. is that is an insane thought if you think about it. And like yeah, the and- moment he jumps off, I'm like She's going to get him. She's going to grab him. I'm like, there's just no way. And then, then you see her grab him. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, this just is dragging on. I'm like, this fight is dragging on. It's just killing me watching it. Like, And I'm sitting there like, I know it's going to be her. And so for me, it it dragged, not in a bad way. Just It was just this like, oh, God. And then like their second showing, I was like, god damn, I have to watch this again. I was like, oh, my God. I have to watch this battle between these two people. But I I loved it, and and, and it crushed me all at the same time. And honestly, like, the lake scene gets me a little bit, but what really gets me about that whole thing, honestly, is when Hawkeye wakes up the same way that Thanos did with the soul stone. He's in the water, and he's holding it, and there's this moment of, like, I got it. I got the stone. And then it's the realization of Nat's gone, and he just starts crying there on on the planet. And I'm just like, that killed me. Killed me to watch Hawkeye cry for her. Like, I was just like... (gasps) <gasps> Anyways, I'm with you, Bobby. That seems serious. <laughs> I,
1: I just think that in general, and you guys kind of touched on it as well, is that I feel like everyone brought their A-game to the movie in terms of the acting and just really selling how emotional these scenes were to be and how it really would feel for these characters. And I think that's what helps solidify the feeling that you get when you you leave the movie theater. But, um another scene that I, I really loved was I, I so that scene, and you we've t- sort of talked about it before with uh, Cap having the hammer. as that fight was happening, in my first showing that I was at at that Thursday showing, when the when the hammer was on the ground and they showed the close-up of it moving and, and starting to lift, I knew in my bones what was getting ready to happen, and I couldn't help it. I was like, oh! I, and, and I don't know if people were looking at me in that moment or not, but <laughs> I couldn't help it. It just came out. And then a minute later, you, not a minute later, but you see the hammer go to Cap. And then everyone else kind of got what I was already thinking in my head and and everybody just erupted. And it was just such a moment that is so catered to the fans. And just from that pan off that moment that you see in Ultron when he nudges it, when he's trying to when everybody's trying to lift the hammer, just pan that off and seeing the way Cap uses this. Hammer is if he's had it all along. I mean, he's calling out lightning to strike. He's using it to throw at his own shield and just just the way he uses it. And there's such a splash page moment, like literally out of the comic books when he jumps off the rock coming at Thanos and he connects with the uppercut of the hammer Mm -hmm. and you see him fly back. It's just like so powerfully cinematic and something that you would definitely see on a two-page spread print of a comic book. And it was just, there's so many moments that are like that. And even though they didn't use her much, I thought they did effectively use Captain Marvel when she came through. Because that was another moment I knew what was getting ready to happen before the crowd did as she came. Because when the turrets turned and were shooting in the air and they were like, they're firing at something. I was Mm -hmm. like, it's got to be Captain Marvel. And she comes through and wrecks shop. I mean, she just went through that ship like a hot knife through butter and then just took it down. And her fighting Thanos was just that was epic, too, because you could see that she was really getting the better of him. Because at one point he headbutted her and she didn't even budge and
2: I she was didn't just flinch like, she didn't bat yeah. an eye or yeah. nothing he yeah. literally had to take the power stone yeah, to exactly. even get a hit on her like yeah. that's how freaking powerful she is yeah oh, she was
1: I, bending his hand back and, uh, and the knuckles were starting to, and he had to take the stone yeah. but that's what i love about thanos though is that for one he's super powerful but he just doesn't rely on the fact that he's super strong. He's also very calculating and smart in battle. And he's just a good fighter. So it's like he's such a threat. Because the other time, that that time that Michelle mentioned, when he grabs that Power Stone, he knew he was losing. And so he grabbed the Power Stone, which would give him yep. extra strength. And he used that to knock, uh, essentially, Captain Marvel out for the rest of the fight, essentially. Mm-hmm. But um, before that when scarlet witch comes to him she's taking it to him too because he's up in the sky and he's getting his armor ripped and she's like really lighting him up Mm -hmm. and then that's when he calls for the like the fire you know rain fire and then it was like he knew he needed to distract her because she was taking him out too but he's so smart to not just rely on his own strength but Mm -hmm. rely on all his resources to be able to take things out and I love when he was, like, talking to, I forget who, if he was talking to Tony or or one of the, or maybe Captain America, but he was just like, you know, usually these things aren't personal, but I'm going to enjoy destroying your planet very, very much. <laughs> it's just like, he was just so angry at that point, but still keeping it calm, cool, and collective. And I just thought, like, he, I just don't think you will ever get a villain so cool and so um i guess layered as as thanos and i think the um the the time the second time that got me um emotional was once the battle was done and and tony had used the glove uh spider-man peter parker he comes out and he's like Mr. Stark, we 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 did it. We we did it. Everything's okay. It's gonna be okay. And he's just quivering in his voice, and you can see the look on Tony's face that he's sort of not there, present, kind of probably contemplating the fact that he's about to die. And um, that's when Gwyneth Paltrow comes, Pepper comes, and kind of picks up Peter and moves him. And, the, and she kind of goes to him, and and it's just like everything within that started the the emotion train and <laughs> started to roll at that point to the point where obviously once you get to the the funeral, it was just like, oh man, really, or this is where it is. And the 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 thing that I I mentioned in a text that we had had going around where I was like, I did something in this movie that I've never done before, and um, it was. At the end of the movie, when the credits start to roll, after a point, we get to where they start going through all the characters. And then when they get to the main characters and they do the signature cards mm-hmm. of the, the actors, when they got to Robert Downey Jr.'s, I I, I didn't know this was going to happen for myself, but it just happened. And I just started clapping. And I was like the first person to start clapping and then the whole crowd started clapping, and I was like, "I, it just, what hit me in that moment was just thinking of this whole journey, that started with Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau, and this, this journey that we've taken for ten years with him as well as all these other characters, and knowing that we won't get anything like that again, and having someone like Robert Downey Jr. be this character." and and be there for all the fans and everything he's done through the years. Like it's getting me now just thinking about it. Is it it's it's incredible. So yeah, that was that was really powerful for me. And um just so many different things in this movie I thought were just such cool, like Yasha said, touchbacks to some of the other movies that they've done, just paying off little things here and there and um getting to see captain america end up with peggy in the past is is just like such a beautiful little bow tie to this whole series and seeing him come back as old cap and pass off his shield to sam and and hoping to see where that goes with uh captain america or bucky and uh or winter soldier and falcon seeing where that will go and some of the other little threads, it seems like that they were setting up like the Asgardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. with Thor being with the Guardians. I, I really would love to see that movie be played out as as that, as that kind of way, them searching for Gamora. And um, the other thing that they touched on in the movie that I don't know if it's going that way, but um, at one point... When they have the delegates sort of around the world or the universe kind of checking in, there was a mention of a small earthquake underwater near Wakanda, and they were asking if, if you know uh, Koye would check that out or whatever. And and she was like, Well, it's there's nothing we can do about it and that made me think, is that their way of sort of introducing Namor and Atlantis? Yeah. Mm. And so mm. um, Oh my
2: God, I totally missed I didn't even think about it. like I caught that scene but oh dude.
1: Yeah, because yeah, in the comics, like that, like, they're, they're yeah. like enemies. Uh, they fought, yeah. you know, Wakanda versus Atlantis, and yeah. so oh. it's like, man, if they're setting that up, that's awesome. But Dude. yeah, there's just so much, and there's obviously way more to unpack. But um, just it was just such a lovely ride to be on, and just everything that was in this movie. And I will say, I I, I, I know you guys kind of mentioned that it didn't necessarily bother you. But for me, when David mentioned earlier like where this movie falls for him and as far as it being better than Infinity War, I will say like on a level of enjoyment of just pure just excitement and action and, and the the experience of it, it's probably my favorite MCU movie. But as a movie, I think I still would rank Infinity War higher than it just because As a movie, if I'm looking at it from technical standpoints, then Mm -hmm. the plot holes that are developed because of time travel, I can't say it's as well constructed a movie as something like Infinity War is to me.
0: Right. I think David would fully
2: agree with you on that. And I,
1: yeah, I agree. Cause there's no doubt,
0: like, is is there more enjoyment to be had in Endgame than Infinity War? Absolutely. Absolutely. but yeah. yes, i i didn't wa- i didn't walk away from Endgame or Infinity War, having really bumped on a lot of moments in the movie. And, and right. as much as I enjoyed Endgame, and I really, really did,
2: you like Infinity War? There's
0: War. stuff in the first and second hour that I did bump on and, Mm -hmm. and things that, you know, because of time we're not going to get into. And I mean, and Michelle and I talked about a lot of this in spoiler effect. And I mean, man, I I would love to talk to you guys about it and maybe we'll do a part two of this at some point this week. I don't know, but yeah, Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that would be the only reason like I would put this like beneath infinity war right now.
1: Yeah. But like you said, it takes nothing away from this movie. It's just awesome. right? and, Breaking records left and right. I think they were projecting right now that it's possibly at 350 million. And then we also are saying like maybe 1.1 billion around the world with this opening weekend. So obviously people are loving it and it's going to continue to do well. And it's just a matter of how long and how well it will do. But Great job to the Russos, to Kevin Feige, to in the, everyone over at the MCU who had <laughs> anything to do with these movies, and just bringing it home for everybody.
3: Okay. Well, so Captain I'm... Marvel came in at a close second with yeah. $8 million, this yeah. Million. yeah.
1: So, I mean, there's
0: that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny that it was at, <laughs> <A> four, <second. laughs> at four, I think, last week, and it now
3: bumped up to two
2: this know, weekend. That's
3: pretty cool, isn't yeah, it? It's kinda cool. Yeah, that's kind of
2: cool. it's pretty sweet. I mean,
3: and we've talked about this before uh, real quick, but it's like, you know, this movie, typically movies have a 50% drop off, you know, on their second weekend. Worldwide, this movie has made $1.2 billion, according to Box Office Mojo. So by accounts, if it does have a 50% drop off next weekend, it's still decimating anybody that comes up against it. Right. Yeah. Michelle, you were saying? Yeah, it's incredible.
2: So I've I've got a two-parter here. One just a statement, then two is a question. So first, I want to say, it it's funny how this film ends because honestly, after seeing Guardians of the Galaxy two, I was not amazingly impressed with it. I am now so stupid excited for Guardians Three. I cannot begin to express. Like it's like what you were saying, Bobby. Like honestly, the as Guardians of the Galaxy, like it just. I am so freaking excited now for Guardians Three. I cannot begin to express to you. And and I kind of was at the end of the second one just because of the whole uh, Adam aspect of everything. But now I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be so good. Like I'm crazy excited for this film now, especially one you know we got gun back which is a big thing but two just now that i'm seeing thor's tide i'm like oh i'm so all in i'm super excited now which i had not been at all i'd been like eh three whatever i've been very kind of whatever about it and now i'm in mostly just because of this film so here's but here's the second verse so here's my question real quick this is we're all gonna go real fast tell me what was your favorite moment of the film what you thought was the funniest moment and what you thought was the saddest moment Okay. We'll go in order of the bowl destiny. How about that?
0: Oh, so I get to go first.
2: I mean, I can go first. <laughs> no, I we mean. can go backwards.
0: I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my favorite moment of the movie. Uh, sorry, I am on. I'm, I hadn't thought about this. So, on the spot. Uh, oh, man, I don't know. That's tough. Because there's a lot of great moments in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there really there are. are. No, there are. Uh, I, I don't know if I can answer it.
2: Okay. <laughs> sorry. Well, funniest
0: funniest I mean and it's, that's tough too I mean I love the moment at the end like, as you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor you know being him and Quill like yeah. who's in charge is amazing but I mean I'm, that's really quick off the top of my head there's a lot of other great funny moments throughout this movie that I liked and I feel like there's one in particular I'm forgetting but anyway that, that comes to mind saddest well I've talked about that already yeah <laughs> che- cheeseburgers ha-
2: happy and, and Madison Mason? I don't remember. What's her name? Morgan. Morgan. Morgan.
3: Some M name.
2: Morgan and Happy? Yeah. Okay. Alright, Yasha, you. Boom.
3: I would probably say one of my favorite moments with the film was when Captain America was fighting Captain America. Um, (laughs) Both funny and emotional. I think Chris Evans has a great, great, that was just a great scene all in itself. Um, I've said this before, I think Chris Hemsworth has a fucking remarkable talent when it comes to comedy like he's really really good like when i watched ghostbusters that he he was in he made that movie like he was the best part about it he does have an amazing talent for humor i think he just his delivery i don't know what it is but i just think he's hilarious so almost anything that he said when he first came on camera as fat thor was (laughs) just or even just out of shape Thor. Let's just say that to be a little bit more sensitive. It's fat Thor. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he was just so funny with Meek and everybody in, the, in his house. And he's just kind of like a hobbit. Uh, 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 a hermit, I mean. Um, was just remarkable. But the Chris Evans scene was probably just, bar none, one of the, the fight scene where he's fighting himself was funny, emotional. It was great. Like, that was just brilliant. And then I think towards the end, I mean, it's hard to narrow it down because there were so many great moments. Um, the most one of the most uh, emotional parts I think was for me too was when everybody finally came in Um and when I'm talking about Sam and he's like on your left and everybody just comes in and you see that he's not on it he's not by himself by himself and but that shot where he's standing there facing off against Thanos and his entire army just not going to stop like I just like I get goosebumps just talking about it like it was bar none one of the best scenes in the whole movie and when everybody else showed up and, you know, you can see where he, he finally gets out the Avengers assemble. Like it was, it was pretty, uh, it was a special moment. That was, that was really definitely a special and, and emotional moment for me, at least. I don't know why, but it just, it hits me.
1: Um, Saddest, I think.
3: Yeah. No, for you. What's your <laughs> saddest. Oh, saddest? Yeah, you're sad. Uh, my saddest moment. Um, honestly, uh, Saddest but funniest, funny too, was I think when Robert Downey Jr. said goodbye to his dad. And honestly, I really, the, the the moment in the first part of the movie when Rocket holds Nebula's hand, like, they just both seem so defeated and almost like everybody they, they cared about is gone and they only have each other and they can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole contrast was really emotional for me for whatever reason. Like, him just kind of sitting up there like relieved that he was she was there but at the same time like didn't know how to deal with that like the rocket was such an interesting aspect of the film and just so um fun to watch like when he interacted with nebula and just up to even it was on a small scale just that mo- that scene right there for whatever reason like hit me right like, that gut punched me pretty quickly with the film like i was just like okay it's gonna be all right but yeah that was uh that was sad and obviously the the end part with Robert Downey Jr. finally passing away and, you know, that scene, you know, with Gwyneth Paltrow, that was just, they nailed it on all aspects of it right then and there, just nailed it. And I think, you know, David, you hit it on the head when, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, and like I said, I'm not a huge fan, but she just, she crushed it in that role, in that scene.
1: Bonnie. So my favorite part I would say is similar in that when you hear Sam say on your left and everybody comes through and everybody has this moment when they're coming through the portals and you see all the different heroes and gathered and you see that look on Thanos face where he's like, okay, oh, <laughs> this actually looks like this might be a bit of a, a challenge. And uh, that, that was probably my favorite moment. Just that reveal of everybody coming through because Cap was just back on his feet. Strapped the shield tight, ready to just take on Thanos and his whole entire army by himself. And and to see them come through and him say, Avengers Assemble, that was probably like my favorite moment. Um, my uh, funniest moment was actually when they were on, oh, I forget, Morag or something. I forget the name of the planet. But it was from the original Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're playing the music, and you hear the music, and it's all good. And then uh, the music stops, and you just see Quill singing the song, and it just <laughs> sounds so funny to see that scene without the music and him singing, and it just sounds so funny. And then uh, Rhodey turns to Nebula and I'm like, S- so he's an idiot. She's like, yeah, and he just knocked him out. Okay. <laughs> that so great. That's
2: one of my favorites. It's up there. That moment, I don't know what it is about that moment, but he literally looks at Nebula and just straight, straight dead face is like, so he's an idiot. Okay, yeah. all right. And he just punches him in the back of his head. That is, it's such a good moment. It's,
1: yeah, it's so I'm good. I'm so glad you liked
2: that one because that one killed me. I giggled even harder, oh, I think, yeah. the second viewing. So good.
1: That's so good. And um, my saddest was like, obviously, I sort of mentioned it before with Peter Parker as he's seen uh, his m- mentor and almost father figure die in front of his eyes. And then just the other sort of part of that is when they're doing the – the Tony is giving the the voice message to everyone about, um, you know, the mission and if he doesn't come back and then how he signs off with the Love You 3000. That was probably like the, the moment that probably was the saddest for me.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I have to echo a lot of what you guys said. Honestly, if I had to pick just one moment, my absolute favorite moment is the moment – cap stands back up and you hear sam over the comm and he says on your left and literally it's the moment he says on your left i my heart swelled with so much joy and anticipation of the next few minutes to come like I was exploding and the, the theater was exploding and it's like everybody was gasp, literally gasping for like, this is the moment. And like you could tell, like it was thick and it was such an awesome moment in the theater and also just as a whole in the film. Like it literally was just, oh, it, it was, it was just too cool. It played out so ridiculously well. And then I would have to say, for me, the funniest thing, and there's a lot of things that... I mean, again, I think the humor on this film was probably the strongest it's been in a while for a Marvel Studios movie, so I, it, like, <laughs> it, it, it really is the end. It is Thor with the Guardians and him and Quill going at the who's in charge, and honestly... Chris Hemsworth, he, Yashi, you, like, he just, he is so ridiculously funny and he's so good at it. And it's one of those things, like, you would never think that from him as an actor. But his, his delivery and timing is just amazing. It's so good. It's so good in that moment and it is ridiculously funny. And then for me, the saddest, I would have to say it is, it's basically the whole end of Tony Stark. It's basically, It's, you know, Pepper saying, we're going to be all right. It's him saying, I love you 3000. And then Happy saying, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers you want. Those three lines, like just dagger, turn, dagger, turn, dagger, turn. Like it just was killing me. Like it was rough. It was a rough go there right at the very end of the film, but I loved it all the same. At the same time, it it hurt, but it hurt so good. So, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it. At least for this episode. Maybe maybe we'll revisit this because we could probably revisit it for about five more hours if we wanted to. Uh, I
2: can see a smaller part two of this.
0: Right. I so uh yeah with that guys uh as always we'd love to hear back from everyone listening what'd you think of the movie what'd you think of everything we had to share you can email us at feedback at you can reach out to us on twitter and instagram at flicker underscore effect um these episodes are available just audio but they are available on youtube as well youtube.com forward slash flicker effect and yeah, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio app, all those places, Google Play Music, just look for Flickr Effect and you will find us. You found us here somehow. So.
1: And you're going to be doing the spoiler effect video for YouTube.
0: Yeah. Spoiler effect. By the time this drops, it will probably already be up. We, we recorded a spoiler effect review mm-hmm. of this as well. And that will be not only on the podcast feed, but on YouTube. Actual video for that one.
2: Right.
0: So N- look for that on video Uh, with that I'm David Lott I'm Bobby Jackson I'm Yasha Wilson
2: and I'm Michelle Hillard
0: thanks for listening